A 2018 study from the Music Industry Research Association found that 50% of musicians reported battling symptoms of depression. That's compared with less than 25% of the general adult population. We wanted to find out why. I'm George Bodarki, and this is Untangling the Chords, a podcast from WFUV News and Sounds Mind Live, focusing on the relationship between music and mental health. In this podcast, mental health experts, advocates, and musicians will share their expertise and experiences on the issue of mental health and provide practical advice on how to handle mental health challenges. In this episode, we're talking mental health with the New York City-based sibling act, Balin. The band is comprised of fraternal twins, Daniel and David, and their younger sister, Julia. My name is Julia Balin. My name is David Balin. And my name is Daniel Balin. And, and we are Balin. <laughs> Always good to talk to the Balins. <laughs> Always good to talk to the Balins. Thank you so much for taking the time, guys. Thanks for having us on. Yeah. So as musicians, how much do you all think about your mental health? I mean, how much do you sort of take stock of that? It's interesting because oftentimes, I mean, a lot of people come to music as a way to escape things that they're dealing with or a way to sort of understand their own mental health or to get some sort of redemption out of it in some way that associates with their mental health. But a lot of times what's overlooked is like, you know, the, the artist's mental health, I think maybe a little, but there is a lot of mental health issues within the music industry. Um, well, I think like so many artists like go to like end up in music because music is catharsis, you know, and it's a way to um, express yourself. Um, and to like sublimate a lot of that energy. But I, I definitely think that like, like your question is interesting because I think most people do not um, actively um, consider their mental health. And like most of the time, at least for me, like I feel like my attention is drawn to it when it becomes an issue as opposed to like, you know, being consistent about my uh, self-care regimens or like, or, um, you know, being reflective on a regular basis. I think a lot of people journal because it's a better way of like keeping in touch with like where your mental health is at, like on a more consistent basis. Uh, And like, you know, tools like that are really helpful. But I definitely think that like for me as like someone you know like when I'm when I'm home like when I'm not on tour I definitely things like totally fall apart because like I'm not making a concerted effort to like take care of my mental health like every day and like in a disciplined way and like when I'm on tour it's almost like I have to because things are less stable. I find like for me the um it's kind of it's kind of weird and backwards it's like I find that my mental health like or my creativity sometimes is like blocked by my mental health. Like when I'm not doing well, when I'm anxious or focused on something else or 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 like I'm when I'm when I forget about to take when I forget to take care of myself, I feel like my creativity is worse off 
mm-hmm. than when I am taking care of myself. Whereas maybe you might think like, oh, if, if, um, you know, like the art, you know, the, the suffering is like feeds the art, but I feel like it's usually like when you can stay, take a step back from the suffering and like you're in a good place that you can like best address it in your creative voice. And sometimes even like that can even show itself off in ways that I, you don't realize because I find that like I can relate to songs that I didn't like when we we're writing a song when when um, or like with a song that we've written in the past where we didn't have any intention of it being like resonating in a way that we now come back to and it has a whole new meaning for us personally and that that to me is pretty interesting because like i don't know like a song like 25 for the last time that 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 daniel wrote and like that wasn't really about anything like about me you know but i feel like it addresses something that i wasn't aware of or was not going to take me you know like i was writing about about someone else's mental health and and for some reason that informs it, it helped like after the fact i realized something about myself through that so mm-hmm. i don't know it's, it's this weird it's this weird thing yeah art art's a art's so funny it's like the deeper the deeper we get the less the deeper we get into a certain project or or like a piece or a song like the more the rest of my life just falls away and i just focus in on this one thing mm-hmm. and so it's like the deeper you get the less healthy you get in terms yeah. of mental like mental health, but no one really wants to listen to a song that you didn't like pour your soul in, into. So I feel like, and you know, I, I always I always bring up that Adele record, the second one where she, um, the first record was such a hit and it was about pain and breakup, and then she delivered like a the second album to her to her label and it was like really happy because she was in love and they're like, we're not releasing this shit <laughs> so she went back and wrote another breakup sorrowful song uh album and it was another massive hit so it's kind of like no one really wants to listen to a happy artist <laughs> the more the more depressed the artist is the more it translates so it's it's kind of a double-edged sword sometimes beyond the emotional toll songwriting can have on musicians life on the road can contribute to mental unwellness julia talks more about this chaotic way of living and how it's affected her and her brothers just like the lifestyle that like being a musician kind of uh you know necessitates is really um you know like intense it's very <laughs> like by nature unstable and like being in a different place every night and like playing like having to you know drive all day or like be like in a very very um confined kind of like monotonous uh setting to be on stage which is like really um ad- adrenaline inducing and like tons of dopamine and like really really intense and um just going back and forth between those two um like mental states and then being in a different place every night that's not necessarily familiar or as comfortable as you'd like it to be or you know like potentially like like potentially you know less safe than you would like it to be like um is really intense 
And she also I, has two signature brothers who make her tour in a minivan to save money. <laughs> touring in a minivan to save money. I was going to ask you the question. You are. Let's just do it in a minivan. <laughs> I like the minivan. I'm not complaining here. <laughs> well, we're a small van. We're small people. We fit. God damn it. <laughs> uh, on the other hand, though, um, I do find myself um, getting through this this whole thing. I I am much happier when I'm. Like a comp, like writing a song. Mm-hmm. So if I if I go a day and I don't write a song, I get sad, and then I'm usually myself and happy when I finish a song. So that's also like another side of it. So. But I think it like has to, you know, like everybody's different. Though. You know, like you don't. I think there's a lot of pressure to like produce, produce, produce content, and I think that that's also like something that gets a lot of artists down. Like, I know there's like this Andre 3000 verse in um, on Blonde. And, and it's like, I can't remember what it is exactly, but he was like, I thought everybody was writing their own verse and I like got down because like I wasn't writing all of my own material and like I couldn't get inspired or something like that. It, it, it's something to that effect, obviously. He says it way better and way faster than I ever could. <laughs> but like... Pretty um, fast. <laughs> <I> no. <know. laughs> but um, like I think that there's kind of this like lone wolf mentality that like you have to like do everything on your own and like create all this content to feed the beast you know and like that is so much pressure for an artist and like um like well yeah I think that like like writing music for Daniel is like catharsis and like feels really good and I think that there's like totally a flip side to that where it's like oh I have to do this because people that expect that of me um, and I think that that's also like, you know, tough. Creating boundaries between work and personal life can be hard for anyone, but especially when work and family life directly overlap, as they do with Balin. I asked the siblings about creating work-family boundaries and whether or not blurring the lines between the two is helpful or harmful for their mental health. I think it's complicated. <laughs> I think it's like a, in some ways it's good and in some ways it, it can help. But I think as siblings, there's not that like uh, nothing really like can be suppressed for too long before it's just out there. And like, you know, <laughs> Daniel's whether, rubbing whether, his head. <laughs> whether it's like out there in like healing yelling or in like how, whatever form that takes, you know, but um yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a weird social experiment, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's hard. It's you know, it's like it permeates every aspect of your life. You know, like you don't like go home for the holidays and get away from the coworkers. You know. <laughs> Julia, but, and I, Julia and I had a had an, uh, a heated discussion about separating business and personal. So. Yeah, because you have to be like, it's really hard. It's like totally challenging. And I think, like, also in the arts, especially, like, all of these different dynamics are so hard to define, like, the way that you engage with the industry, the way you engage with your bandmates, like, these are all dynamics that are, that are not clear cut, they're, you're constantly playing it by ear, and, like, trying to negotiate, like, all of these different, um, you know, personalities and um 
it's like, also abstract it's like yeah and it's nobody like who's, has, nobody has the answers for anything and yeah. it's just like at the end of the day it's all about like you and and luck a little bit and mm-hmm. and it's just like you can easily put the blame on anybody like when yeah. you're just, when you're dissatisfied with something or when something's not going quite as you wish it were which it inevitably is never um it's really easy to put that on to uh, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, before Julia joined the band, me and David had a band. We a, a band a name I think it was Cain and Abel, but uh, <laughs> oh my god, Daniel. dark David. Yeah. That's a joke. It's a joke. I'm joking. It's a joke. We never fight. We never fight. We, we love each other. <laughs> With life on the road being so fast-paced and intense. Burnout is a real concern of many musicians, including Balin. The band talked with me about the less glamorous aspects of tour life and how despite their exhaustion, they often feel the need to push through for the sake of their career. You kind of take take for granted like that like all of the mechanisms that you use on tour to maintain your you know me- mental health like you still need to do that when you're home, but like I just take for granted that I'm like in a place that I'm comfortable in. And I just like, also like you can see like right here, like this is my toiletries. Like I don't unpack my toiletry bag when I'm home. Like I live out of that constantly. So like there are things that I, that I'm like definitely still working on. Yeah, that's hard. I think it's also hard at the, like for, like, at least for me, it's like, oh, I get back and it's like, wait, okay. You spend so much time like doing this one thing and it's, you get back and it's like, well, I want to be productive now. Like, what do I do? What do I like? Do I pursue like things to like make money uh, to like, you know, su- like sort of uh, supplement some, some income, you know, but it's like, wait a minute. Like, it's like, you can't really like, if you're going to do something, you got to do it a hundred percent. So you can't really be like, wear all the hats all the time. So it's a little like, Oh, well, so, you know, when you're on tour, you're wearing that hat. That's what you're doing. You're living, yeah. you're sleeping and you're waking up and you're, you know, it's like, that's what you're doing. And there's, it's a hard, it's not like you can, you know, be an investment banker at the same time. So yeah. when you get back, it's like, well, maybe I should get a real profession. <laughs> Well, although, like, there are people, like, what David from Amos's band does that, like, he's actually an accountant, right? He he does accounting, like, as a full-time job and also, like, tours for most of the year. (laughs) It's crazy. He's awesome. He does that. Um, I mean, I think it's also, like, important to address, like, burnout. Like, it's so intense to, like, tour the way that you have to tour, as a musician yeah. and like as a um, growing band yeah and like without all of the money and the resources that like um make things like a lot easier like a bus a bus like people to help you carry your gear like <laughs> like Rody, just, like, are surprisingly <laughs> not, not a luxury but a necessity <laughs> Like we, you know, like it's re- like we pack up all of our stuff. We unload all of our stuff. We like drive ourselves. Like all of these things. Like it's a twenty-four hour job, and you're doing it for you know the majority of the year. And like it doesn't necessarily like make up for the fact that like you're home for two weeks between tours or something. Like it's not really enough to like 
um, kind of recover from that intensity necessarily all the time. You know, especially if you're like already feeling burnt out. And like, I think it's really hard to like feel comfortable like turning down opportunities when you're in this position. Like when you don't have like a really uh, large fan base to draw from like consistently and you're like really building an initial audience. Like it's really hard to say like, hey, like I, I can't do this right now. Like I am really burnt out. And you just got to keep going. You got to keep plowing ahead. Right. And I like, there's not really any, um, you know, infrastructure for artists to like deal with that. With coronavirus being an ongoing threat to public health, there are still many uncertainties about when life will return to normal. For touring musicians who can't work from home in the same capacity as other professions, the unknown surrounding the pandemic can cause immense amounts of stress. I asked Malin how COVID-19 has affected them as a band and their industry as a whole. It's daunting. Um, it will be the last, will be the last um, thing to come back to its original form if it ever gets back to where it was yeah i think it's like for me the scariest part is the idea that a lot of these like these in-between venues the venues that are like really operating like week by week month by month are probably a lot of them are going to close so and and that's like the like i'm talking kind of like like the 100 to 400 capacity rooms that like are so integral to a band's uh a a band coming up and crowd building on a fundamental level so so that that to me is a little scary because i know all these venues around the country are are really suffering um so in in as far as that i'm like oh well like you know the bands that are like already really really big i think you know their stadium tours will just be rescheduled and i think it'll be okay but (laughs) but like for like all all the wonderful musicians who rely on that grassroots and and for all like the musical communities that are more local and more intimate and and which makes music so beautiful it's going to be a much longer process and um but so that's daunting i think i think the Something that's positive that has come out of this, I think, is just the the sort of open-mindedness to finding creative ways to uh, reach people and to find finding creative ways to uh, maybe even make money where you don't have to rely on like being on tour and maybe you can focus a little more on your mental health. Although this room has become a little more uh, entrapping than a minivan at this point. (laughs) (laughs) What's been getting you all through anything in particular? Binge watching anything? I like cooking. 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 Yeah. I like cooking. I like trying Um, to figure out how I'm going to stretch like one vegetable across like five meals or like, like like, take a chicken. I got a, I got a, I got a roasted chicken to last for seven meals and i think that's pretty good <laughs> that wow a, that's so impressive there was like I've, like sat there was like a roast chicken with potatoes dinner there was like three salad lunches with chicken salad and then i took the bones and i made a bone broth so that like made soup with that so it was good you gotta use the whole thing <laughs> daniel what about you um 
honestly, just trying to write a song every day has been uh, trying to take advantage of the free time that I probably won't ever have again. Um, I think Daniel wins quarantine, right? Like, did Daniel win quarantine? <laughs> that to me was the, the and then um, was stifled by like the pressure of that. Honestly, yeah, well, it's been working for me. I'll share. And I was like, life. um, I wrote eight songs today, and I like went for a run. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've been loving. I've been teach. I, I've been continuing to teach my students. Have been really, really been wonderful for for me. I, I mean that when I get back from tour, usually that's what kind of gives my life a cornerstone. Um, just my students, I really enjoy that, and um, just trying to stay creative. Daniel, you're going to share some music with us today, right? You have something. You're gonna perform for us. Yeah, I was gonna play a song from our record that kind of that I've been um, kind of thinking about lately, with all the things going on. Uh, it's a song called "Eyelashes," and I don't usually play guitar on it, but I'm gonna give it a go. Is it okay, Julia Davis? Is it cool if I play this song? No. Yes. No and a yes. So that means go for it. I'm excited. It, we didn't really talk about what we were playing, so I'm just. I is anyone else? Choice. This song's about this girl that we met um, who on tour, who told us that when she was she was growing up on the Lebanese border during the Second Lebanon War, said when she was a child she used to pull out her eyelashes to keep wishing for peace. So this this one is inspired by her story. Little girl living in a war-torn world, she keeps staring out her eyelashes. She keeps staring out her eyelashes and blowing them in the wind. She can't wait for the wish to come. She can't wait for the wish to. Little boy Saving up his hard-earned pay He throws it in a well one day He throws it in a well one day like a river on the run He can't wait for the wish to come He can't wait for the wish to come Child With flowers that We can try we can try, but we can't control where the wind blows. Mean old man, living in the prom. 
He's telling her to feel alone. He's telling her to feel alone. Like he's the only one. He can't wait for the war to come. He can't wait for the war to come. Child. With eyes that know We can try We can try But we can control Well, the wind Well, we know day by day She learns to change her childish ways She learns to change her childish ways With the beating of her drum She can't wait for the wish to come She can't wait for the wish to come such a beautiful song. Thanks, Daniel. Julia, David, Daniel, absolute pleasure to talk with you again. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. All right. Looking forward to seeing you guys back out there live. So, yeah, fingers crossed it's sooner rather than later. All right. Take care, guys. Bye. The relationship between music and mental health is certainly a tangled one, but at the end of the day, music can help keep us all mentally healthy. Next week, we'll work to keep untangling this issue by talking with Sound Mind Live, an organization that works to create an open dialogue about mental health for musicians and music lovers alike. Thank you for listening to Untangling the Chords. Our writer for this episode is Rebecca Gutierrez. If you or someone you know is struggling with a mental health issue, there's a list of resources at soundmindlive.org resources. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions. I'm George Bolraki. See you next time.